And welcome back to World News Brief on the CGMRadio.com network. It has been a hot minute, only about nine months, but here I am and here we are. I'm your host, Winston R. Holland, and I say here we are because joining me for this relaunch of World News Brief are the esteemed, the magnificent, the incomparable other hosts of the CGMRadio.com network, Bob Siegel, Jim Barrier, JP, and we have someone else, a very special uh, guest who's actually going to be a regular around here named Mike Friedenberg. Um, we're going to let him introduce himself in just a moment. All, all the hosts are here because we're relaunching World News Brief, but we're doing it a little differently uh, than we have in the past. So we're actually, World News Brief is going to be on a four-week rotation where the different ro uh, hosts of the CGM Radio Network uh, come together and um, take turns hosting the show each week. Now, we'll still have our crosstalks from time to time where all of us come together. But with World News Brief, we are going to be uh, kind of changing guard each week, and the different hosts are going to have opportunities to uh, to record a show. And so I, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, and, and with us is Mike Friedenberg. He has been on the show in the past. Um, and on our crosstalk specifically, he was with us the day after the 2020 election when things were just beyond crazy. He was in, I, I think Mike, you were an incredibly like, um, a stabilizing <laughs> a personality and mind amidst the chaos. Uh, appreciated that. So, um, so, Mike, I just want to say uh, welcome to the uh, CGM Radio Network, and thank you so much for uh, choosing to host World News Brief with us. Well, thank you. Um, thanks for uh, bringing me aboard. Um, yeah, just a little background on myself. I um, have been writing and researching for, for decades. I used to write a regular weekly column for the San Diego Daily Transcript here in San Diego. Um, over a four-year period, I wrote quite a few very very long, lengthy, researched articles for National Review on Defense Policy. Um, currently, I'm working as a senior policy advisor for the County of San Diego, and I end up doing a lot of research there. So I really like researching things. I like taking complex topics and then trying to figure out ways to make the complex topics more easy to understand. So that's kind of my, my shtick. And when I was writing for National Review, because I was writing about the defense industry, I realized that I really needed to get everything right because I was talking about multi-billion dollar systems. This is not you know, some philosophical discussion. I was criticizing people's weapon systems. So you, know, you couldn't leave yourself open for obvious mistakes. So I spent an awful lot of time on each article. So I'm gonna to try to bring that same mindset here as much as possible. Um, some of it's maybe overkill for some of the topics, but, but I, I very much look forward to being able to address some topics in depth as a one of the rotating hosts. Yeah, no, we're we're excited to do that and 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 to have you do that. I think, you know, the more you can uh, you know, break complex things, take complex things, break them down and make them simpler is is going to be great for all of us. So Mike is like I said, he's going to be joining us on the on the four-week rotation for this first show. We're going to kind of all do it together in a crosstalk style format. So uh, you can get a flavor for each of the hosts. And I guess you can choose uh, if you see one particular host, you can choose whether or not to, have, to listen that week. But uh, but we think you're going to love everybody because um, uh, these guys are amazing. They've been doing this stuff for a long time. And uh, as you know, Bob Siegel uh, has the Bob Siegel show here, Jim Barrier. As since you asked, uh, JP's done his own show in the past, maybe again in the future. And of course, I've been doing World News Brief. So I, I think uh, you guys will kind of get a different flavor each week. And, and I think we'll, uh, we'll ultimately uh, enjoy the show as we take world events, the most important world events, and we um, kind of break, dis discuss them, report on them, and, and break them down and analyze them. So uh, very excited to have Mike on board. Uh, Bob, Jim, JP, welcome back as well. I have just one thing to say, Lazarus uh -oh. come forth, the relaunching and resurrection of World News Brief. See, I already do a daily show and a weekly broadcast show, but I missed World News Brief. Ryan's gone on to become an actor. He doesn't have as much time for the little people. But I honestly <laughs> thought that World News Brief was the best news show on the air. Well, and to get you to hear Ryan at least once a month, I agreed to rotate in at least once a week. And then, of course, on the weeks that I hosted, I'll preempt my own show that day and 
Uh, those that subscribe to the Bob Siegel Show will still hear Bob, but they'll hear him on World News Brief along with the other audiences. Yes, I'm. I'm. I've been doing so well in the acting realm that absolutely nobody here that's in this room or listening has really ever seen anything I've done. However, Bob, I'll have my man. No, no, I saw you play the part of Judas one time. Oh, or something. okay. Yeah, I saw yeah it. let's. Um, yeah. <laughs> We won't bring up that. You made that a great project. Judas, a great oh, I made so, Judas. You know, my, yeah, my very first role ever. Gosh, I, I appreciate that so much. Um, Jim Barrier, uh, the, the, the illustrious um, uh, uh, host of our weekly Bible show who brings the word uh, so well each week. Jim, welcome back. It's really, uh, I'm really looking forward to doing this because uh, it's just one more uh, experience. And I love all of you guys. I love listening to all of you. And, and as you know, I do a, a podcast that we do once a week, since you asked. I'm also on Bob Siegel's radio show uh, a couple of times a month. And Bob, I need to be on on the 5th of June, if that's okay with you, because I'll be in San Diego again. Yeah, uh, yeah, we okay. talked about it. Jim. Well, Don't worry. We? Okay. We'll, we'll let you on. You get to be on the show. Don't worry about it. Jim. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> and uh, now, my podcast, uh, since you asked, is really just kind of hardcore Bible study. Uh, it's, it's, it's taking a look at passages in scripture or topics or individuals. But in uh, my role in, in uh, the, the new World News Brief, New World News Brief, New World, the New World Order. No, what? no, no. no. <laughs> Not New World Order. Not, Not the New great, World Translation of the said. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the New World Translation. But um, what, what I would like to bring uh, to this uh, uh, from time to time, if I can, is, is uh, fill in some of the things uh, that we don't always hit. I'd like to talk a little more about pop culture. I might talk about sports. You and I talked when, we, when I first signed up with you. You said you'd love to have a sports show. So I might bring a little bit of an angle about sports and politics and news because uh, you guys got these athletes you know, open up their mouth when they shouldn't be. So we'll talk about some of that, maybe some uh, things going on in the world of music. So I would like to add a little bit of that uh, as we go along. And um, so hey, it's, Jim, it's just hey, fun to have. Your week, your show, broski. <laughs> okay, well, hold on. <laughs> you don't know what uh, maybe you're asking for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JP, reintroduce yourself to the world. Wow, JP's political matrix, it's just kind of uh, all over the board. It's going to be... It's such a uh, matrix, you just can't <laughs> find it on the air anywhere. It's, it's more of a color commentary on the current events. And, and you know, I, I, I love the red pill aspect of wake up, people. And I don't mean woke up, I mean wake mm. up. And uh, There we go, that, the wake <laughs> movement instead of the woke movement. We're going to start the way ideas are right. in the making right here. Well, we go right through, we pass out the red pill. We look back and some are bobbing up and down in the water and others are right next to us running alongside. That's what we want. Build an army, right? Of wait, not woke, but wake up. <laughs> and well, the JP's political matrix was just that it was current events. It was uh, color commentary on what's going on. Basically common sense uh, approach to what's going on in the world and the, the chaos really with, with so many things happening uh mm -hmm. and so fast they're happening uh, things are speeding up it's uh, we can't rest on one moment before another event has occurred and uh we you know we we, we know it's ultimately happening with with time but man it's with just things happening so fast it's it's getting crazier and crazier uh it's, it's yeah. exponentially getting that way it seems so i just comment on those things go through uh the items of the day when jp's pol uh, political matrix kicks back off uh we you know if we can get that rolling uh yeah. if time allows you know that, that but otherwise the the once every four weeks sprinkle of just common sense current event uh, approach uh, would be a little bit different of a uh, flavor and i'll probably grab ryan and we'll probably co-host that and run through some things and have some fun yeah, our week, JP and I are going to be co-hosting it, so that'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, we're talking about sports and different things. This is still, you know, just for the audience, this is 
world news brief. So it, you're going to be getting world events and um, and all of that each week. It's just going to be a different flavor, different um, different approach. Uh, but I think it's going to be fun. I think I, I think it's. I'm looking forward to listening to my own show uh, now more than ever because of the different guys that are that are hosting it and um, hosting it with me. So I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure to subscribe. Go to cgmradio.com or just look up World News Brief in your podcasting app, and you can subscribe there. You can also subscribe to Bob's show and Jim's show. And um, uh, and if you subscribe to any of those shows, then you'll definitely automatically get the crosstalks as those are as those are sent out. Um, well, actually, not not Jim's show. We don't send the crosstalks out through the uh, through the Bible show. But um, but uh, World News Brief, Bob Siegel show, the, the crosstalks will come through there. But you still want to subscribe to Jim's show because, hey. Got a, a, a guy that was a pastor for 40 years, pastor, Bible scholar, international um, man of mystery, Pastor Jim oh, Barrier. Pull it in, really. Yeah. <laughs> you won't want to miss it. So, all right, so we are going to um, dive in to some news events uh, uh, around the world and even here, here locally. Um, we haven't mapped out necessarily what you know the order of events here, but there, there's a lot to cover. Here, here in the U.S., we've had these multiple mass shootings, which has just been unbelievably tragic in and of themselves. And of course, the way that our politicians have been responding is, is a tragedy in and of itself. Um, so I think we're going we're gonna to touch on that some. So uh, I'll just throw it out there, um, uh, throw it out there to Mike, I guess, being um, with his first time uh, as, uh, as co-hosting World News Brief. Mike, uh, how would you like to kick the, kick the show off? Well, I, I, I think that it's uh, pretty hard not to talk about uh, that, that awful shooting. Is it Uvalde? Yes. Uvalde. Yeah. Uvalde. 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 Okay. Uvalde. And, um, you know, when I, I, came, I had been working with my head down all day long when I, so I had not heard about it when it happened. I got home and I turned it on and it's just like a, a, a shot to the gut. I mean, really. Um, just it's unimaginable yeah and I think any decent person has that feeling uh, any person with any kind of empathy whatsoever you know just thinking about the, the, the parents the brothers the sisters that entire community so it's um, and you know I'm a very strong second amendment person and I understand the arguments why you know that these kind of gun control stuff they're talking about won't work but I can understand why somebody's sitting out there that has not really thought through the issue you know, not really running their life on a philosophically based way of doing things where you look at the, some of you just, you're saying, Hey, we've got to figure something out. We have got to figure something out. This is not working. And one of the things that I thought about, and, it, it, and it's, it's obviously it won't yield any kind of immediate solution is that, you know, I was not raised as a Christian. I was in a household of decent parents, hardworking parents. They believe in honesty. They believe in God, but, you know, just really wouldn't even go to church, but there was God up there. But even as a non-Christian who had not thought about things much, there was always in my head, there's a God. And, and I, even though I was completely ignorant of theology, I knew, hey, there's, you want to do good things, you know, and, and I sort of maybe, you want to have the good things to, 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 you know, be more than the bad things you do. You know, you want the good things that way, the bad things. And even before I was a Christian, I never took the name of the Lord in vain because I said, hey, why offend the big guy, right? I thought if there's a big guy, why offend him? So, you know, that's, and we, we had a culture one time that was that way where you thought to yourself, hey, um, if I die, I want the good things to outweigh the bad things. Now, we know as Christians, that's not the way it works, but it's really not a bad way to have a lot of people in society thinking. So it um, just makes me think that if, you know, if we've been raised where we used to have the Ten Commandments, where there was the concept of hell, that if you do something like this, you're just not going to walk out of it. You're going to be suffering. The suffering you're suffering right now in this, within the mortal coils is going to be different. It's, it's, it's no comparison to what you could suffer afterwards in the fires of damnation or hell. So it, it does make me think that, you know, we've lost something in our society where we now have just a, a lots of <clears throat> folks out there just flailing around with no concept of anything. 
and they're hurting, they're angry, they're upset, and they don't clearly, they don't love themselves, right? The Bible says, uh, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that implies that you have some respect and love for yourself. So here's this, this young man who clearly was not thinking about the afterlife when he did this. And that's, you know, pretty much what I want to just say is that I just think that that's, we've lost some here because it's not the amount of guns, because you can look, there's no correlation between the amount of guns in society and this kind of stuff. There's something else happening, and I would call it a sickness, a really a, a, a spiritual sickness that has infected our country. And there's no heard. correlation that a law like that would work. Can you imagine somebody, I want to go and shoot up 13 people today or 20 people, I think this last one, murder them in cold blood. Oh, wait. But it's against the law to use a gun. Oh, never mind. I better call off the murder. It's insane. If we put our onus on the person and not on the guns, I think we have some level-minded thinking. I've heard this being discussed uh, in regards to uh, sickness of the culture. And uh, I've heard that popping up most recently. And uh, as Christians, we know what that sickness is. And the, it was actually, uh, they took the medication away. And that was when prayer left school. What that did for children was it did not force belief systems on anybody, but it did exactly what Mike was discussing. And it took and made aware in the mind of a human being made in the image of God, did not tell them what it was until they maybe sought after Christ, right? And then he shows up. But it made them all aware that, hey, something bigger is out there. And we're going to say a prayer each morning during the school day. And we're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And we're going to talk about and act as if there are things bigger than us. And we're a part of something. But it's not about us. It's not all about us life and the world and everything we're a part of something and there's hope in something bigger but that was all taken out and uh that when you do that that awareness is gone now hope is gone and accountability is gone you now have nothing to answer for we're generations now away from that so it's uh i always said satan has generational time and he can incrementally take these steps towards removal of hope out of our lives. And when you have that, plus you enter in the culture that we have, um, <clears throat> then yes, for these things to happen where there is no authority and law doesn't really mean anything. It's all relative to everybody. So this young man not thinking about the afterlife, et cetera, et cetera. What's the price? Maybe I'll press reset like I do on my Call of Duty video game. And he just, there's no accountability, went out and without worrying about upsetting the big guy, did what he did. And no law is going to stop that because it's inside of that person. We all understood what kept us from things as young adults growing up in school with prayer. I guess we did not, but when they pulled that out, um, uh, some did, some didn't. But um, it began to dilute one's thoughts towards, huh, I might better not do that. Yeah, there's a school in San Diego that got shut up a number of years ago. And at the memorial where people were putting flowers, somebody put up a sign that said, Dear God, why do you allow little kids to get killed at our schools? And it was signed, Bewildered. The next day, there was a sign answering it saying, dear bewildered, I am not allowed at your schools, signed God. Wow, that's a good point. I think Billy Graham's daughter said a similar thing after 9-11. Um, and I, I was, I was going to determine not to be theological too much on this show, but uh, one of my favorite old-time preachers was a guy named Charles Finney, and he said, Law without sanction is merely advice, and so on. Uh, and, and he was th talking theologically. That's why there has to be uh, a hell to enforce moral law. But on a social level, on, on our uh, society in our country, we are uh, a land now where there is no sanction for the laws. There's disregard for laws. 
and and I think that's part of the, the picture as well. And and JP, I, I agree with you and understand the whole thing. I was uh, like Mike. I was I was not raised Christian. I, I was converted at the age of sixteen. Um, and even before I was a Christian, there were things that I just knew were wrong and right. It was just I, I knew that there were things that were wrong and right, and and, and I would. Uh, get pretty passionate about it without any basis. I couldn't give any reason. I couldn't quote the Bible or give you anything, but I just knew that certain things were wrong and right. But but I'd like to remind us all that two, three generations ago, millions of people died without Christ before there was drugs, before there was prayer taken out of school, before all those things. So it it's okay. there's not a simple answer or solution to some of these things. I think it's been that slow uh, degenerating process socially and spiritually where um, it just happens a little at a time. And, and now we, we look and go, how did this happen? Well, it, it's it's one thing after another. And it's, it's uh, decisions the Supreme Court makes and it's uh, decisions that schools make and decisions that churches make. Um, so it didn't happen overnight. I don't know if that made any sense. Yeah, no, and I think it's it's important to also understand, and this is something I was thinking about earlier, is that, you know, we've had a Second Amendment. I know some are literally calling for, like, the Michael Moores of the world are literally calling for the repeal of the Second Amendment. And the the problem with that kind of thinking is that we had the Second Amendment for 200 years, before mm -hmm. school shootings really became right. a thing in the late exactly. 90s. And so yeah. you're going to tell me the Second Amendment is a problem when it wasn't a problem. What was a problem is what we've alluded to earlier already, is that when they, just, when they kicked God out of the schools, when you do that and you take away, like as Mike was referring to, and you guys are referring to, and you take away, and, and JP, like this, this idea of a, of, a, of a God that we are accountable to, in the afterlife. Not only that, but you take God out, you, you take away a, a basis for objective morality, you take away a basis for, uh, for an objective meaning and, and purpose to life, and you're ultimately left with absurdity because all we are in the end is just an accidental accumulation of molecules. Um, and so who's to say what is right and wrong or, or good or bad or so forth? And so I mean, think about it. We kick we kick God out of the schools in the 1960s, and and then one generation later, now we have school shootings on a on a regular basis. And so what that what that speaks to me is is what we've alluded to is a very it's a, it's a spiritual sickness. And and Jim, you're right for getting theological because this this is I I think the the clearest the clearest problem at all. Now there's other things we can talk about if you know, uh, what kind of meds these people are on and things like that, uh, which can which can definitely enter into the discussion. But as a as a foundation, uh, you know, I just can't, I can't see anything other than that, like God, there is not the the, we need, a, we need back a strong Christian ethos in our society. Uh, exactly what Mike was talking about this, you even if you're not a born again believer, you still have this idea of God and basic morality and basic accountability and a what the scripture talks about, a fear of God. We know that Proverbs mm -hmm. 9 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And right. we take away the fear of God. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but you have no wisdom. And and without that, that Christian ethos, that just that that the Christian ideals permeating our society. Um, I don't see how you, you can confiscate every gun, uh, but people are still going to get the guns and they're still going to shoot up schools. That, well, that's yeah, the criminals are, and have you noticed that the same people that are against the second amendment are the ones that want to defund the police. So we're going to defund the police from protecting you, but don't you dare try to protect yourself as your constitution guarantees. Right. These are the people running our country right now. <clears throat> you know, coming well, but, from a, a different different in my angle i sort of was talking about the carrot well i was talking about the stick actually maybe to some degree but there's also the idea that if you grow up thinking that you're this creation made in god's image or that you're this valuable thing 
um, when I was growing up, even, you know, with my parents and they were Christians, though they had some background in, in Christianity, I would, you know, say, how much is human life worth? And they say, they would say, oh, you, there's no value you can put on it. It's, it's worth infinity dollars. They, that, that's the kind of stuff they did. So right now, though, we're just basically, as was also talked about, if you're just, you know, a creation of evolution and you're not this wonderful, fearfully and wonderfully made an image of God, then how you view other people is going to be influenced that way too. So if you think of yourself as a valuable, valuable creature made in God's image, that's going to influence how you look at the world and you're going to think differently about how, what you're willing to do to other people. So there's the sort of the, there's the, the, the and, and the founding fathers called it civil religion. They didn't want to force everybody to become, you know, a born again or whatever, whatever theology, but they wanted the concept of civil religion. In other words, rel the, the religious institutions, the church would work alongside government and they would, they remain separate, but that they really did want, as they said, a, if, it is not possible uh, for a nation without God and religion to function and be a good nation. And they wanted that. So I do, do think that there's both sides. There's a side that, yes, you're accountable, but there's all the other side that says, hey, you're wonderfully and fearfully made and you are valuable. And this young man did not believe that. And they had to have, uh, whether it be uh, called Christian, uh, morals. They had to have a, a morality at a certain level because without it, laws mean nothing. Who cares about obeying those laws? Right. There is no reverence, no authority, nothing. Nothing's nothing. It's just there's it, it, there's no grounding. And therefore, well, I'm going to just take that off the shelf and walk out with it. Why? That's stealing. I don't care. So without any kind of... Um, honor, integrity, all these moral things without any of that grounding, laws mean nothing. Bob, to your point, this is, this has been level one kind of, re, you know, rebuttal, but it's true. Um, murder's illegal. So why do they care if there's another law saying they can't buy the gun for 10 days? It's absolute insanity. It's insane. Wait, hold on. I'm going to buy the gun. I'm going to go kill somebody. I'm even going to post it. So <clears throat> since we're on this, this subject, because it's ridiculous. Nobody gives a hoot about your law that states I can't have more than 20 bullets in my, in my clip. Okay. Murder's illegal. Did I ever say we're under that umbrella? So it's ridiculous. And we all know it is. Mm -hmm. But we also know it's just an opportunity for the political world. You have to step over into it and go, what's driving them? Money, evil versus good is where I think we're at. And I think uh, I stepped into it today considering uh, and chewing on this whole thing, saying how many of these killers have, this is where the good versus evil, how many of these gentlemen young adults have gone and gotten these weapons killed mom grandma and then went to an elementary school what the patterns here there's there's they're demonic yeah, <laughs> it is deeper right. than it, it's deeper i think than we'll we'll understand and definitely it's is uh, the world's the secular viewpoint is so their their rebut to, to it is oh here's conspiracy and all this other garbage trying to discount you for thinking outside the box saying number one you're saying we're sick and we are sick we have the solution it's christ it's morality it's 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 all of these good things but no devil the the the, the one in charge right now does not want any of that we're in a fractured broken world and we're seeing the result of it incrementalism away from god in schools god in everything our laws everything's getting diluted and this is a result of it yeah i think there's an issue that that's uh running through our culture uh that affects all of the issues that we talk about on these shows and uh, you know whether you want to talk about uh intelligent design versus evolution or abortion when does life begin um, and all of these different things, I think that there's a, just this attitude of, I don't want anyone telling me what to do. I don't want someone else making moral 
rules for me. And, and it's, it's, it's a fragment, it's, it's an element of all of these issues where people are saying, you can't tell me what to do with my body, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and um, it's a deception. And I, Joy, I agree completely. I, I think there is a spiritual uh, wickedness in high places. You know, Paul says, we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. And especially when we do these shows, we, we, we focus on the things that are happening uh, in the world and materially and politically, but there is the parallel and that's the matrix. There is that invisible realm where there's stuff going on and it's affecting all of these things around us. It, it's affecting what's happening in Washington, DC. And it's affecting what's happening in the Ukraine. It's affecting uh, what happened in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, there is spiritual influence. And I, you know, Paul says the world is blind to that. The world has been blinded uh, spiritually. And, and uh, of course, when you talk like that out in the public, people think you're nuts. And they go, oh, you're a religious fanatic. But, you know, I'll take my chances with, with those things that were spoken uh, so many years back in, in the scriptures. You, to your point, real quick, I've, I've said this in the past, Ryan, oh, We've, we've discussed this, but I disagree with the, the, the statement, you can't tell me what to do with my body. There's a lot of yeah, things yeah. that we tell people they can't do with their body. In fact, number one, ladies, you cannot prostitute your body legally, yeah, okay, in yeah. one state, give me a break, in just a few counties in that state. And, but you can't do that. You, you, you cannot take drugs into your body, it's illegal. They tell you all the time, you cannot put drugs into your body. That is not legal. So there are things, you cannot grab a hammer and hit me over the head with it, with your yeah. body. <laughs> so there are things every day that people are told, you cannot do that. It could be institutionalized if uh, Adult Protective Services determines you're a, a danger to yourself. So you're, you're not even uh, allowed to take your own life yet. <laughs> well, and I think the ultimate, the ultimate irony is that uh, that child is actually not a woman's body. Separate DNA. Yeah, yeah. Separate fingerprints. Yeah, we understand uh, perhaps that. A, perhaps the, a different sex altogether. Yeah, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, the, mm -hmm. it's, it's beyond ludicrous. Mike, were you going to add something in? Um, I was going to say just in terms of, you know, laws saying what you can do with your body, I mean, it's by law, you have to wear a seatbelt. By law, you have to wear a helmet on a motorcycle. Yeah. There's all sorts of things there. When you're on a plane, by law, oh, hey, I think we just had to wear masks, right? I mean, right? I mean, <laughs> I think that was- <laughs> Some people want to say, right? by law, you have to have the jab. The, yes, yeah, that's right. And deeper than that. Then go, yeah, we're just, yeah, that's, that was just hitting us over the head. Yeah, they were forcing people to get, get the shots. So yes, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I do think that's, you know, very well. It's only your it. body and your choice if you want to kill the body living inside of you. Yeah. That's the logic. Yeah. One I, of the things I, that I, oh, go ahead. I think that we have in our society here is, is we have a very shallow, um, what's called a inch thick, mile wide niceness in our society. Everybody wants to be nice. Everybody wants to be understanding and tolerant. Yeah. And that all works fine when you're rolling in wealth and things are going well. But that's the kind of niceness that's not founded in something deep and abiding. It's just sitting there. It's very shallow. It's the kind of niceness that evaporates very quickly when stress comes in the life, when hardship comes, when scarcity comes. So it's a very scary time in our country because we're, we hit into periods of time. It's... John Whitehead um, wrote a number of books. He was a, a writer, a Christian philosopher guy, but he talked about the niceness, the niceness in pre-World War II Germany and the, the uh, creativity, the Dada movement and all the arts and all these kind of crazy things happening, but you know, challenging and it was people, it's, uh, what would you call it? Uh, paganism, I guess. I don't know what the term is, but it was very, very, you know, anti-Christian and, you know, no low limits, no rules. And, and then when things, the runaway inflation came and you were, you know, taking a wheelbarrow to buy your bread, then people were willing yeah. to, to grab for anything. 
And that's what happens too. When bad things happen, people look for authority to come and save them and they're willing to give up their freedoms to get that security. And we saw a taste of that because people really were frightened by COVID-19 and they showed they were willing to give up their freedoms willy-nilly. I mean, Jeff, wow. Yeah. And even Republicans and even some conservatives were so terrified, they just, you know, threw up their freedoms out the door and were willing to roll over and let the government, you know, do what they did. And I feel that that was kind of a test, uh, whether you want to say politically or spiritually, but but I think it was a sign about where we're at. I think you're right on to something there. Um, You know, people quickly gave up personal freedom. And it was all out of fear, you know. So, uh, and I, I don't think we've seen the worst of all of these things yet. Um, and, you know, and I have said, I say it on Bob's show all the time. I've, I've said it on Crosstalk and, and just about anywhere I go. Uh, the only real hope we have would be for a spiritual turnaround, an awakening, a revival, whatever you want to call it. Um, and Joey, you know, the, the whole thing of, uh, right and wrong and those things, that's only going to have a solid impact if there's the spiritual impetus behind it. And here I go preaching again, but that has to start in the pews and in the pulpits. It's not going to start, you know, I've said this, I've spoken at some pro-life uh, meetings and things, and, I, and I've said often, uh, you know, our, our uh, salvation doesn't come from Capitol Hill, it comes from Calvary's Hill. And judgment doesn't begin in the White House. It begins in God's house. So it, it's us. It's on us to, to lead our people out of darkness and out of this confusion. That's my story. Yeah, no, it. there's no question. That's, that's, where it, that's where it has to start. That's where, it has, that's where it has to end. And it is what made this country great. I mean, let's... That, <laughs> It's our, our, our Judeo-Christian, our biblical foundations. Even if all of our founding fathers weren't born-again Christians, there was still that Christian ethos, that Christian mindset and understanding, basic decency, basic morality, accountability to God on, on some level at least, depending on what your belief was. And um, that, is, that, is not, that is not taught, and it was removed from our schools. It's this whole idea yeah. of separation of church and state that is not in the constitution and um and is taken out of context by that letter from uh, yeah. thomas jefferson to the danbury baptist um and if we don't get back to that in our personal lives and in our our schools and in our churches kids are going to continue to be taught that life is essentially a certain or one big cosmic accident and we're going to be dealing with this for a long time and so that's why prayer for revival Things that we can do locally to fix that, uh, I think, are uh, you know are, are necessary. But I, you know, I I've seen a lot of good news as well in recent days. So I do, I do think God is on the move. But we've yeah, I do you know, too. You know, um, we've you know we've we, the way we get past this. Look, I it was really, and this is where you know my my tinfoil hat goes on. If I'm being honest, it it was after. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but it was after the. Supreme Court leak of the Roe v. Uh, of the Roe v. Wade decision that it seems like these kind of mass shootings picked up, um, and I'm not saying there's like a global cabal conspiracy where you know politicians are talking to each other and arranging this stuff or anything like that. I just think there's a a, a heightened spiritual activity going on. Yeah, and and that is a. I mean, look, that's. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. That doesn't mean there won't be any more abortions. Uh, what it does mean is that there will be far fewer abortions because access to it, I think something like at least 20, 25 states are going to be um, basically banning abortion except for in, in certain cases. And so, you know, the, uh, the principalities and powers, let's be honest, they're not real happy about that. Um, and so I, I don't know if there's a correlation there directly, but it sure seems like maybe in the spiritual that there is. And so I think we need to be in prayer over our uh-huh. nation more and more and more and Absolutely. in prayer with faith, prayer, believing. And remember, uh, I, you know, Ben Shapiro made the, the phrase facts don't care about your feelings. 
real, real popular. I would say also faith in some level doesn't care about your feelings as well, because God answering prayer is not dependent on how we feel about what's going on in the world. It doesn't, it's not even dependent on how we feel about our prayer. It's dependent on, on us just praying and having faith and believing and trusting God for that. Um, And so uh, as we do that more and more and more, um, and my prayer is that'll spread. I think, I think we'll see change in the nation. It's always darkest before the dawn. Um, And and I don't know, I don't know when that dawn is going to come, but maybe it's here. I don't know. I agree. I think we're definitely in the middle of some spiritual warfare and uh, it's not tin hat. I mean, we believe the Bible, the Bible is very clear. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So Ryan, that is absolutely right on the money. Um, You said you love to research things. Number one, uh, the, the thought of analyzing how the patterns, these killers end up with 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 these with these guns but it's not about that it's about what they do with them they kill mom they kill grandma then they go to a an elementary school knowing this will have the biggest ripple effect of pain of pain across the country and it allows the demonic activity going on in the democratic party that we know exists we it will allow me to step even further down the road into control into everything i want to accomplish which is to steal kill destroy as much as possible Uh, but you know so with that i have a question not only about the patterns of these things to be analyzed but also in regards to this young man uh, out of Uvalde killed 18 and two teachers, 18 children, two teachers, and I guess his grandmother. Uh, she survived. Okay, she survived. Okay. And it's actually, unfortunately, it's up to 19, uh, 19 kids. Okay, sorry, 19. And right. uh, so with that, we, we may learn more from, from the grandmother, hopefully, but he was apparently, this was news yesterday somebody got into his background, said he was bullied as a young man for being poor. And he looked disheveled when I saw his picture anyway. But besides that, he was bullied. Now here's for being poor. Trailer park poor is what they said. With that, how did he end up with $5,000 worth of guns, ammunition, (laughs) body armor, and driving a $70,000 truck and wrecked it? So please look into that follow the money and i also heard and again tin hat let's just see i don't know that it was out there that he was seeing a therapist and the therapist specializes in hypnosis this is the kind of stuff that's out there i get it but stranger things have happened (laughs) And yeah. these patterns. This guy paid for therapy. There. Boy, that was money well spent. I don't. I don't understand all these things. Yeah. Nothing lines up. But even without the therapist part, just the fact that he had five thousand dollars worth of guns and and then had the ammo and the body armor and the truck, but he was bullied for being poor, and he was. I, I just. I yeah, something's not adding let, up. Let's say he really was being bullied. I mean, people okay. get bullied. People grow up. Who hasn't been bullied at one time in their life? Most wasn't people even, don't go out and shoot people because they were bullied. And what I extrapolated from that was not the fact that he was bullied. It was the fact that they said he was poor, poor. but, but yet now had 5,000 in gun yeah. and bought them apparently three days from apart or something to that effect. And then bought the ammunition, the body armor and had a, this $70,000 truck. So how does all that happen for an 18 year old? I had no money at 18 like that. <laughs> and yeah. they, but he was bullied for being poor. So how did he come about all of this? This is where the conspiracy stuff starts rolling. You're like, and the pattern of these people killing their parents or grandparents or attempting to, and then going to an elementary school across the country and they haven't spoken to each other. What's going on here? I, something's not right. Yeah. And just a thought. Well, the the, the background that I understand might, and I just Fortunately, I had a chance to, uh, my son really keeps up on top of things. He's 27 and he, he gets alternate news sources. I get different kinds of sources. So we have a nice mix of news sources, but my understanding is, is that he would have some violent confrontations with his parents. 
He was not getting all of his parents. He's basically, he's not poor, by the way. He's from a solid middle-class background. And that, that, that the poor stuff is because we always want to explain why somebody does something. There's always a reason. The tortured soul, this thing like that. There's not such thing as evil. There's no such a person as just actually a bad person. It's always a reason. So the poor is part of that narrative, I believe. But so middle-class, he moved out of his house to live with his grandmother. We had some conflicts with her. He did shoot her that night. She was actually able... It must have been a glancing blow. He shot her in the head, but it must have been a glancing shot. She was able to get out. And the first call that came in saying there was a problem was from his grandmother. But these took his grandmother's truck. So it was his grandmother's truck. Okay. That still gets me back to, though, and my son and I were discussing this. He didn't just buy AR-15s. He bought higher-end AR-15s with sophisticated, like, ACOG scopes and things like that. You know, So it wasn't just a bare-bones AR. So, yeah, he had money. And... And that, that sort of takes us to another issue, which we won't go down the path is, but, you know, how we define poor in our country, you know, by world standards and by historical standards, it's not no. poor. Okay. Right. I mean, it's right. just not. Okay. So there's all sorts of standards there. So that's, that's how we got there. Um, once again, I don't, I don't, I mean, I do believe anything that's an attack on the image of God, the Imago Dei. Mm -hmm. which this is part of that. And we've seen the attack on what even the bear, you know, we can't even, now the society won't even admit there's such a thing as a woman. That's an attack on the modern because right, God created backwards. man, he created the male and female, okay? I mean, so we have this, this, these things here. So when you see these fundamental things happening, I mean, the devil is not omniscient, not all powerful. He's got limited bandwidth. So he's going to put his time and effort into things that are high value, things that basically, from his mind, most are in God's face. And attacking the image of God, I think, is falls in that category. That's just, just you know, from, from a spiritual side of things. So it's I, the I, elementary I, schools. Yeah. And, and well, yeah, going after God's creatures, but, but basically just also to get to the point where you, you don't have an image of yourself being a value creature made in God, and you feel no fear of God, you don't believe in any accountability. I mean, it's a complete disassociation. Yeah. And, and we're living in a society where there are forces working to actively deconstruct Western civilization, actively working to, to deconstruct Judeo-Christian civilization. And it's, and, and it's now at the point where we can't even say what a woman is. We just recently passed an ordinance here in San Diego County that to define it said it was supposed to protect the rights of women and girls. Then it went ahead and defined women and girls to include men self-identifying as women. It identified, it's, it said that a woman identifying as a man is still a woman. And then it said, by the way, this definition may change depending on what culture says. And that then the county here in San Diego, San Diego County. Wow. Okay. So we protected women by allowing men into women's locker rooms. That's how this ordinance has protected women. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it basically means that men will be incarcerated, women in, in the jails here. That, that you know, that if, if it ever comes up is that you can have men playing on women's teams and taking away their opportunities, men getting women's scholarships. In fact, though, the one good thing about it, though, is I'm looking at this our group and, you know, we're, we're white males here. This is... A, a pretty undiverse group. I mean, Bob will give you a little bit because you're Jewish there. You know, got a little diversity there, maybe. Well, but, thank you for that, but, Mike. And thank heavens for that. And by the way, some <laughs> of my best friends are Jews too. Just, just want to let you guys know, including Bob. Okay. I'll I'll sleep much better tonight, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> but but I decided I'm going to add a little bit of diversity because for the rest of the show, I'm going to be a woman. So there we go. Okay. Wow. Just, just, I'm, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to do anything to change my appearance. But I'm now fully capable. Is there a closet in that room that you could go into and come out of? Again? Wait, wait, hold on. Not to get too conspiratorial. Not to get too conspiratorial. But are you saying you were Michael and now you're Michelle? <laughs> You know, that could be Michelle, except that you well, know, his wife's I, name is Michaeline. So my wife's name is very Michaeline, so I don't know. That's as close as you get. It was a subtle. It was a that's subtle funny. reference to Michelle yeah. Obama. Yeah. My favorite. Oh, my I was favorite waiting for him to say, "Hear me roar." Yes. A guy so, came yes, out years ago and said, "I'm a male roar. lesbian. I'm a man, uh, uh, but I'm a lesbian I inside. Mean, I mean, and as so a lesbian inside, I'm a man who's attracted to women. A male lesbian." So it is. 
And, wow. and think about it though, think about the kids being raised in this kind of country. I mean, they're just floating around, bobbing around like a cork on the sea with no rudder, no way to propel themselves anywhere. And their parents, unfortunately, a lot of them, I mean, you know, are as clueless as the kids. But we have the best TikTok dancers around relative to the rest of the world where they're mm. learning science and math. We can TikTok dance. Just mm. Yeah. And if any parents do wake up and speak out at a PTA meeting, they're put on the terrorist list by our Justice Department. Yep. There oh, are a lot Bob. of challenges, we'll say. <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about. But Bob, back, <laughs> you will appreciate this because what Mike was saying and, and having the most impact, these, these guys happen to find elementary schools. Well, I, yeah. I, I, you know, it's been talked about, and I'll just put it out there that, and, and this is something you'll appreciate, the sign that says firearm-free zone, basically advertising to anybody. There will be no resistance. Come in yeah. and kill everybody. They might as this well put up a sign be, that says, come on in, the pickings are green. That's all that picket, sign is doing. Nobody will bother you. Come on in kill all you can until we're, we're the just being run by complete morons in this that's country. how stupid they are instead well, they should put up a big sign that says we are armed you won't know who we are and we are trained and we're going to kill you <laughs> if you come on or in exactly our and you know who would go to shoot up the school nobody nobody would. well and therein lies the problem i mean i it, you just have right. to wonder to some extent good versus how evil. much they know this because the reality is that each one of these school shootings plays into their anti-gun narrative. Not only oh, that, yeah, things totally. are so go going so bad here in the U.S., they need anything and everything to distract the American people from the terrible job that they're doing. And so they can blame somebody else, the Republicans. They're the not NRA. doing a terrible job. I disagree. They're doing exactly what they want to do. They're dismantling America. They're dismantling America so they can rebuild everything. it into a Marxist Nazi yeah. state. Right. Oh, we're the last bastion of hope. We're the last bastion of hope. We're the only place where the city on the hill, when we're gone, there is nowhere else to go. You know what? We're just going to have to go grab an island in the Bahamas and watch the missiles fly because there's nowhere to go. But this, this was heartening. I don't know if you saw that press conference. It was in Texas and Beto O'Dork yeah, and to go yeah. out there and interrupt it. And the policeman chased him away. And I'm saying, uh -oh. good for them, some sanity. For those of you not from Texas. That's Texas, yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but the, those of you that aren't from here that think anything like, oh, Beto, does he have a chance? No. That guy's a joke. Everyone's laughing at him. He. Uh, I don't well, think he, he has a chance running for a hall monitor. No, he he didn't. And I, think, I don't think he won that either. I don't think he's won anything except for the short term he had. But... Uh, he, he's done. He's done. Everybody in Texas, this was above. I'm shocked he did it. It really did not play into. I wish I could uh, say I was shocked. And of anyone. course, Biden politicized it immediately, or the people well, around him exactly. writing exactly all did. politicized They all it. did. Boy, did you see Biden come in all sad about the children? And then, man, when he. When he started talking about gun control, he got excited and you know he came alive. Yeah. What, a, what a fraud! That guy is such a joke. And it's hey, not come him. on, man, give me a break. Come on, man. He's not. Uh, he was actually country. cutting jokes in that press conference about you know animals wearing um, you know um, vests, armored vests, you know, body armor. He was uh, making jokes in the press conference. Yeah, about he was. He was joking about animals wearing body armor. I mean, yeah. it was it was it was meant to be sort of a. I yeah. mean, with all respect to Dinesh D'Souza and the great movie he made, anybody who thinks the country really voted in that baboon, we shouldn't need a movie by Dinesh D'Souza to realize that was just yeah. impossible. Well, yeah. it's unfortunate we had to have all of that hard data, and then there are still the people. Oh well, you know, and that's why our country, because all the men were killed in World War II and Vietnam, and we've got left with a whole bunch of weenies and we're seeing the result of it and they won't, you know, Oh, well, we got the rhinos, the, the people that have some yeah. sliver of morality, but don't know what to do with it. Well, just, it's not just the rhinos. One of my frequent brutal. guests on the radio is Ruth wise with election integrity project. She says they get as much resistance from Republicans as Democrats when yeah. they try to look into election fraud. Now right. that's exactly. not too promising. 
No, but you no. have some that, that tied in with Dinesh. Um, I was a little disappointed in Prager and how he was very reluctant to, to take a look at things and really, you know, dig into it. But he, I think he changed a little bit once the evidence came in. Well, that is a surprise because Prager was always saying, of course they would cheat. If you believe somebody's Hitler and you believe you could remove Hitler by cheating, I would have cheated to remove Hitler. And Prager was saying that even before the 2020 election. So I'm surprised, very surprised that he didn't see that as a little more plausible. It's just interesting. It went right in line with his own thinking. Yeah, there were a lot of people that you would think would be totally into that. I mean, fathom, you know, Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson. Um, and Laura Ingram. Uh, oh, well, I think they, I think they've been silenced. Yeah, I think they have been silenced. I think they do believe it was a fraud, and they're getting a memo from Fox News not to talk. Fox News about a week into it pulled the plug on all that discussion. Yeah, you saw it was very clear they were talking about it. At least Sean Hannity was. Um, and Sean was I talking about it. Laura was talking about, it, and all of a sudden one night it just went away and it never came back. Well, thousand mules. Who would have thought that they story. would have stood for that? I, I, well, you know? yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought Sean would have at least talked about it on his radio show because I don't think his radio show is owned by Fox News. Well, he said that they're not ever telling him what to do or not do. That's yeah, he weird. says that, but and I, I like know. Sean, but I, I don't believe him. On the yeah. You know who's been? You know who's been on fire? And I don't know. Maybe he's not doing it either. I don't know. I haven't really seen him lately, consistently. Tucker Tucker Carlson has been covering things that they would call tin tin hat stuff and he's been pretty good about some things and 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 digging in i've been impressed he has but i've been disappointed that he hasn't put that same spirit toward the election fraud i agree and i'm not sure what they're waiting for because this if they were waiting for hard evidence well and even even mark levin i i I, my theory is that they're thinking okay there's some things i can't talk about but at least on fox we could talk about things we wouldn't be able to talk about at all on MSNBC. So they're thinking, well, at least I'll get through the important messages that I can. And I guess I can understand that if that's what they're thinking is, I want to be fair, but it's, it's very disappointing. Do you they guys won't even the mention the movie 2000 mules at all on Fox news. They won't even mention it. That's frustrating. That, that right there is frustrating. Now, why do you think they're not talking well, that's frustrating. They won't say that. Well, Rupert Murdoch's well, son, who wants to take over, he yeah, wants to right. turn them into another CNN. He hasn't been too shy about that. Well, so I think that's part of it. Meanwhile, you have people like Hannity and like Laura and like Tucker, and they're bringing in the ratings and the dollars. So there's a balance they're weighing there. Yeah. Yeah. The person that stood the strongest on that issue on Fox by far and away was Maria Bartiromo. She yes. was fantastic. But she was finally through. silenced too. She doesn't talk. Well, about she, it kept going, she, she kept going. She kept going. She she was going well past anybody else. Um, for well, and Lou Dobbs was too. But did you notice they got rid of the Lou Dobbs show almost immediately after that yeah. election? Yeah, see, yeah, I think so, Lou Dobbs however, decided he wasn't going to be silenced. Yeah, they probably told him to shut up, and he told them where they could go, and that that was the end of Lou Dobbs. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, but anyway, we, I do think, you know, we're, we have seen some election reforms since then. And even in places that were, even Republicans, I think what it was is there was, the media was so vicious and pervasive and, and everything that the, 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 the powers pushing down that a lot of Democrat Republicans were frightened. I believe a lot of judges were frightened. And Moving away from the election, we have seen some of the people sort of regain their backbone and start to do some things. You know, there's been some election reform in, in, you know, efforts in, you know, Pennsylvania. There's been election reform in, you know, Nevada, Arizona. There's so there's a lot of election reform happening. And, you know, obviously in Georgia, it, you know, it wasn't, you know, dramatic. You know, it wasn't like they said it was, but it was, you know, it, it could make a difference. Well, I hate to say this, but now that they know it's not going to overturn the election for Trump, I think they're feeling free. Right. I mean, that, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, Trump, it was basically, it was okay if it was against Trump. A lot of things were that were never allowed and were never okay with any other president, including Republicans and, of course, Democrats became okay if it was Trump. Oh, it's just Trump. We can do that. You know, and and that's and that's how angry they were because they thought 
they thought going into the 2016 election, they knew they had the country. They knew they would be controlling the Supreme Court. They knew that Hillary would be there. And, 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 and I don't remember, but the couple of few years heading into that election, just before that, you saw an acceleration of the craziness from the left. I mean, it was no longer restrained. It was not, no, and, and they were just, and then along comes, you know, Donald Trump. And I mean, I don't think we can imagine how upset they were by that. Um, and, uh, you know, he, yeah, he, what he was he, really guilty of was becoming president when Hillary was supposed to be coronated. He wasn't yeah, supposed yeah. to do that. And it was just that simple. Yeah, no. And, and, and um, so they, they, it never stopped. And, you know, all the corruption that took place during the Obama years, you know, was still in place. And, and Donald Trump came into the, to the office naive. You know, he'd never admit that. Of course, that's not his personality to ever admit that. But he came in there, you know, he, he was bragging, oh, it'd be easy to get good people. But all the people out there that were good knew that if they joined that administration, that their careers were over, that if they, when they, once they left, they would be blackballed, that they would not get a job somewhere else, that they would be, you know, if they were an actor, they wouldn't get an actor job. If they were a senior executive, they would never get a job as senior executive. So he had trouble getting good people. I mean, yet, despite all of that, look at all the things he accomplished. So it's pretty, it's probably the most amazing four years that, I, I can't think of a four-year period that any other president has had as that's been amazing. Based, We on, went from the best pure, president we ever had to the worst force president of will. we ever had. Pure force of will. We've had other presidents that, you know, maybe have presided over maybe more success. But in pure force of will to get what he got done, going against the media, the press, and his own party. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I would say, and, though, we wouldn't have had Donald Trump had we not had Barack Obama. And I will say that the algorithms are gonna be broken again this election. And I don't think they're gonna be able to uh, cheat. I think the eyes are on them. I think that we're getting a lot of the local support. We're getting a lot of the governors. I think there's gonna be a different story. That's my prayer. But I think the pendulum, the pendulum could swing even further and larger and all the way back with the house, the Senate, and the presidency. If they don't That's, pass that election reform law that the Congress wants to pass. I, I don't think that, that was dead. That's dead. I don't think they are. Uh, I think Manchin and Cinema have basically made that thing dead in the water. Good and, for them. And the rhinos are, are yeah. sticking, aren't going with it either. And so that looks pretty solid. I would also say like in Pennsylvania with Doug Mastriano uh, becoming the Republican uh candidate for governor there that is a huge win if doug mastriano gets in <laughs> as governor of pennsylvania there i mean he is going to go hard 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 you know one of the few states we didn't stuff. have an election problem in the last election was florida which had been the state that had always been the problem and right. they asked DeSantis about it. he says because after i became governor the first thing i did was go into Dade County, I think it was Dade County, and I fired yeah. that woman that had been in charge for years. You got rid of two two local you know, election commissioners, election um, officials from two different counties, and then they did put through substantial election reform there. Um, yeah, Doug Mastriano probably might have trouble winning in a normal election year, just because he is very conservative. He's not really, you know, that. Pennsylvania is a, a state that can definitely elect Republicans, but I would call it a conservative state. However, with this cycle, the way it is, this is probably the best chance he's ever going to have to make yeah. it to a, a statewide office. And a hard, hard left Democrat. Because the Democrats can't yeah. camouflage what they're trying to do anymore. It's all laid bare out in the open. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, exactly. Well, gentlemen, I think we've we've gone about a solid hour here. Very easily, we could do this for a few more hours. Um, of course, you know, but um, but I, I think we should we should probably wrap it up on this uh, relaunch of of World News Brief. And and I know we talked primarily about stuff going on in America with the mass shootings and the implications of that. But with it being so recent, to you know, I mean, uh, this show is being published Friday, May twenty seventh. And everybody's talking about this, and it's everywhere. We felt like that we had to address it. So I'm grateful yeah. that I got to do that. No finer gentleman I would want to discuss these issues with uh, than uh, 
than, than the gentlemen here. So uh, Bob, Jim, uh, JP, and, and of course, Mike, thank you guys for joining me on The Relaunch. And also, thanks for being a rotating host with me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Sure is. Well, thank you. Well, gentlemen, it's always Sorry. a pleasure and an honor to be with all of you. Hope yeah. we can do this again yeah. occasionally, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and we will. Yeah. We'll, we'll be doing some crosstalks. Um, and uh and so but this is world news brief and we're going to be hitting the the world news uh issues of the day so be sure to stay tuned for that and make sure to check us out on cgmradio.com we appreciate you guys being with us for this relaunch god bless we'll see you next week